Hello and welcome back to another episode of Living Madly. I'm your host, Mad, and today we're going to talk about, hands down, one of my favorite things in the whole entire universe. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know this already, but we're talking plants, baby. That's right. Plants. House plants, outdoor plants, gardens, I don't know. We'll talk about it all eventually. Today I'm going to start slow though. We're going to talk about some very beginner-esque type things. We're not going to dive too deep because I don't want to overwhelm you. But today I hope, I hope this podcast inspires you to go to your local plant store and get yourself a little plant baby because they've They've changed my life tremendously, and and I think that they will change yours as well. Honestly, um, they're they're awesome. But before we dive into that, I just want to give you a quick update with what's going on behind the scenes at Living Madly Headquarters. <laughs> so I have some really exciting episodes coming up for you. Um, we're going to get Graham Deaver on the podcast. We're going to talk about how to host an epic dinner party. And then one of my really good friends, Christina Hamilton, just flew into Denver and she's here for the month. So I am going to get her on the podcast because she is incredible. I'm honestly not sure what she does for work. She tells me every time and every time I'm I'm kind of, my mind is blown. I do know that she handles some serious, like high profile projects. I'm not, I don't, I couldn't even, I couldn't even make it up, honestly, but she is incredible. Her mindset is fascinating. She has a list of values that I just loved. She has them all written down, which I also loved, but she, every time I have a conversation with her, we get so jazzed. I can't even tell you. We just, you know, we get talking and then all of a sudden we're screaming and then all of a sudden we're hugging and it's just a beautiful thing. She's awesome. And I know you'll love her because she's complete magic. So we're going to get her on and yeah, uh, Thanksgiving was last Thursday and Graham and I hosted our best friends from forever over. It was the most epic dinner party we've thrown in a really long time. It felt so nice to just relax, cook good food, enjoy some ambiance. You know, it was just, it was chef's kiss. I was impressed. I'm not going to lie. So I cooked the turkey, the gravy, I made cranberry sauce. I was supposed to do stuffing, but our friend Allegra took that over because she's a queen. And yeah, Graham made mashed potatoes, homemade apple pie. I was shocked. What else did he make? Oh, and carrot souffle, which is always a huge fan favorite. But I was impressed because somehow, I mean, I had a, I had a Thanksgiving timeline going. You know, it was up on the fridge. It, it was an hour. It was a play-by-play every 30 minutes, which is so helpful if you don't like if you don't use timelines or lists or anything, highly recommend for your next holiday gathering. It kept me at peace. I was not stressed literally at all throughout the day. And I had some like fun activities thrown in there that reminded me to actually 
sit and enjoy the moment with my friends. It was fantastic. Because, you know, sometimes hosting can just get out of hand. You know, if you've hosted before, you know this. You're like running around making sure everyone's happy. It's a whole thing. But this timeline kept me, for lack of a better word, grounded. It did. It was fantastic. But, you know, on the timeline, I had okay, at this time, everyone's going to throw their dishes into the oven. We're going to get it all heated up. And I was just so blown away about how perfect everything came together. All the food was hot. We all sat down. Everything was so good. It was probably better than any Thanksgiving meal I've ever had before. My chef friend Quincy helped me with the turkey. He like got it, brined it, dried it, then came over for like 30 minutes on Thursday and taught me how to, you know, get that butter all up in it and what to do with it in the oven. And it it turned out perfect. I was, I was shocked. I, I had my doubts because I've been following a strict recipe for the past two years. And he just kind of like blew my mind with how different his technique was with it but the bird ended up being better than ever so shout out to Quincy you rock you are Thanksgiving king so anyway enough with all that let's jump in let's talk plants let's do it you know I tried to record this episode last week but I I didn't, I didn't want to like over talk about plants because I know I could do that easily. So I kind of wrote up a script, but I, as I was recording, I, it just didn't feel natural. I absolutely hated it. So this is kind of my second time talking about all this, but I'm, I'm, well, whatever. It, It was just weird. It was weird. So here we are again trying today and yeah, I hope I don't go too over the top, but we'll see. We'll see. So a lot of you have been wondering how I actually got into plants, how, how I, how I found plants. And the answer to that question is it's all Graham's fault. (laughs) And let me explain. So January 9th, 2018, Graham and I lived in a small apartment on the beach of Atlantic City. It was probably like 500 square feet. It was a lofty situation. I don't know. It was all one big giant room. It was studio situation. It was cute. It was really cute. It was our, it was a perfect first apartment, but it, it lacked some character. Well, it didn't, but it just was, it was missing something when, after we decorated, we were looking around and Graham was like, you know, I heard plants do good for the air quality in your home. Like they filter the air. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty sick. So I started to do some research and I have this little journal that I kept at the time where it was like all my just random ideas. And so I went in, I started researching all these types of plants. I found that ferns and aloe, like a Boston fern and an aloe plant are great for improving the air quality in your home. So I ran to the store and bought one of each um, and started with that. Then I started to look into it a little bit more and I found that pothos are like 
also really good for air quality and they're just gorgeous. They're gorgeous plants. Um, they're the cute little leafy look. They're all leafy. They're the cute little like lily pad looking ones almost that just fall and like, you know, get these, they just grow rapidly. They're incredible. They're fun. So I got one of those too. And they were cute. I was obsessed. I would, you know, water them once a week, talk to them as if they were my own. Well, they were my own, but I would just talk to them a lot. Um, and we, we had a good thing going for about three weeks. So I, because I kept them alive for that long, I was like, all right, I think I can invest in more. Let's, let's go for it. So then after that, I got a string of pearls from Stump Plants in Philly. Great plant shop. If you're in the Philly area, Stump is thebomb.com. I, I love their aesthetic. They've got so many really cool plants. And this was kind of my first plant. This is going to be my first succulent that I got, actually. Um, a pearl, a string of pearls is kind of like it looks like little beads and it just falls and it's so cute I still have them to this day actually it's been a while a long time so they're hardy they are also really fun to look at and just cute so I got those and then that opened the floodgates I started buying everything I got ivy I got this crazy Dr. Seuss looking plant um I got a bunch of herbs. I got more pothos. Pretty much any plant that I could find anywhere for a good price, I would I would buy it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I woke up one day and we had close to 20 plants around this tiny little apartment. And it looked like a jungle. And I was so obsessed. So obsessed. It was the best. It was the best. Um... But, you know, after a little bit, a few of them started to die off and I was losing my shit because I don't know what I was doing wrong until I figured it out. I, when I would buy these plants, I would also go to like TJ Maxx and get a fun decorative pot to put them in and I would go buy the soil and I'd go like repot them into these funky little pots and that is actually what ended up killing my plants. So my tip for beginners, go buy the plant, keep it in its plastic container for about three more seasons until the next year, pretty much, um, you're going to want to leave that plant in its plastic because the plastic is a great it's like a nursing container for these plants. It's like, it's really awesome for them to grow in and it has drainage holes aplenty. And a lot of plants don't mind living in just a lot of plants don't mind their plastic containers. I did not know this though. I was transferring them into pots with no drainage. And because I was doing that, like the, like the pots, like, you know, the pots at TJ Maxx, none of them have the drainage hole at the bottom. You need a drainage hole. If there's anything that you learned from this podcast, please, 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 please make it known that you need a drainage hole because here's why it helps 
keep the plant healthier for longer. When the, the plant can drain the excess water, it's a good thing. Um, because if the excess water stays in the pot and it just sits in the pot and the plant isn't drinking it up, it's going to cause damage to the plant's roots. They'll eventually start to rot and then your whole plant will actually start to rot. The signs of this happening is that some of the leaves may start to turn uh, like a brownish color. The leaves will turn yellow, but those that sometimes just signifies that it's an old leaf. You'll really notice the leaf turning yellow with crazy brown spots on it. This, that's a huge sign of root rot. And if that's happening to any of your plants right now, and if they're in a pot with, you know, no drainage, definitely get that baby up out of there and into a pot with a hole in it. Um, I now use terracotta pots because they all have holes in them and they're pretty aesthetic and they're easy. You know, they're just easy. They're cheap. They're, they're cost effective, if I may. Um, and you can find these at Home Depot or Lowe's or honestly, thrift shops. Thrift shops are the best place to find pots. I also love to put my plants in their like little plastic nursing pots. Um, I'll actually thrift a bunch of baskets because that's my vibe nowadays. And I'll put a plastic bag around the plastic pot and throw that into the basket. And so the plastic bag is strictly there for protection to the basket. Like if you're watering the plant and the water runs out the drainage holes, the plastic bag will catch that and it'll, it, it'll just save your floor and baskets. So that's a fun tip too. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I understand that pots are a great way to show your aesthetic and vibe, but just try not to get caught up in, you know, planting, planting your plants right in there. Just make sure you keep them in their little plastic boys. So that way you can drain the excess water after watering because you want to water the plant so much that the water runs out of the bottom. Um, it just makes sure that you're giving the plant enough water for that session. Um, plants need more water than you think. It's actually crazy. Some uh, succulents, I was actually shocked with that about succulents. I was not properly watering succulents when I first got them. I would just do like a tad bit of water every one to two weeks and they would all end up dying. And, and then I started completely soaking them every two, one to two weeks. And then they started to thrive. So yeah, now four years into my plant journey, I am up to close to 69 plants. I counted a few weeks ago and it was at 69. Um, but I've had a few stragglers die off after our crazy move. If you don't know, we moved twice this summer and it really threw everyone off, um, especially my plants. So some didn't make it. Some I adopted because friends moved to fun countries. Shout out Katie. 
she's in Costa Rica and she like dropped off eight, like four of her plant babies and I'm taking care of them and they're the absolute cutest. And yeah, so if you're going on vacation and you need somebody to watch your plants and you're in the Denver area, I am more than willing to help you out there. Um, I love them. So yeah, I'm close to 69 plants, give or take. Uh, the number makes me giggle. I have a few favorites right now. <laughs> and usually I don't have favorites, but there's just a few that stick out in my heart that I just love to look at every day. One is Fern, my fiddle leaf fig tree. She is gorgeous. I've had her for two years. We started off on a really rocky note, honestly. The person that I bought her from did not give me the best plant advice and she was not getting enough sunlight that she needed. So she barely pumped out any leaves the first year I had her. She kind of, she dropped a lot, honestly. Um, and I kind of went freaked out, but then I did some more research, asked around, put her in a window with a ton of sunlight and she started thriving. So she's my project and I love her and I love how far we've both come together. Um, that's Fern. My second favorite plant is Big Mama, my cactus that I got. She's like a giant cactus. She's almost as tall as me. I got her from Rooney Bloom. If you don't know him, you should know him. You should go follow him on Instagram. I'm going to have him on the podcast soon one of these days, but that's going to be like a way more in-depth plant podcast because he's a wealth of knowledge and he's taught me a lot of things when it comes to plant health and sustainability and earth. He's just fascinating. So he gave me a big mama and she's the cutest. She does her thing. She's very low maintenance. She's up in my bedroom next to the window. She loves life. Um, she's very majestic, if you will. Like she's regal looking. She just looks fascinating and I love her. And then my third favorite plant is my brand new alocasia that I named Maddie. <laughs> I named her Maddie. Here's why. I'm convinced that when you go out of your way to name a plant your name, and you talk to it like like you talk to all your other plants, you know, like, Maddie, I am so proud of you today. Maddie, you look gorgeous. You know, you just talk to it. You can even sing to her. Um, I usually sing, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> yeah, if you do this, that plant will fucking thrive. She's actually pumped out four new leaves since I've had her and been talking to her in this way. And in turn, she has been a reflection of me in a sense. Um, her growth is linear to mine and me talking this way to my plant has genuinely improved my mental health throughout these past few weeks. It just makes me smile. There's no way that after saying, Maddie, I love you, you don't smile, but insert your name, you know, don't, don't call your plant Maddie, call, call it your name and just watch and just watch this beautiful symbiotic relationship of you taking care of her and her taking care of you blossom into this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful plant. Um, ah, 
they're just so fun. They're full of surprises. If if you ask me, like, I don't know what this alocasia is going to do, but something crazy is growing out the side. I don't know if they flower, but some plants flower. Like if you take care of a monstera plant so perfectly, that bitch will give you a flower. And I'm pretty sure they'll even produce an edible fruit, but I think they need to be in extreme tropical climates. So if you're in Florida or Southern California, get yourself a monstera and see the magic that that creates. I don't know. Plants are so fun, y'all. I am just so grateful for them because they keep me present. They keep me like extremely mindful. I find myself sitting there staring at them and it kind of brings me into this meditative state. I start going through everything that I'm grateful for because these things are just, they're, they're living plants and they're thriving under my care. That makes me feel like such a, a boss. You have no idea. And sometimes like the fact that I can keep close to 70 plants alive at once, it's like, if I can do that, I can do anything. (laughs) And I know if you can do that, you can do anything. I swear because it's not an easy feat. Um, they, they require a lot of attention, not a lot of attention, but some require more than others. And I feel that way with humans, you know, we're all doing the best with what we have, what we were given. And some people thrive better under certain circumstances. Some people need more love. Some people need more space. Some people need more water to thrive. You know, we're all, we're all chronically dehydrated, but that's same for plants. Some need more light. Some need low light. Some need a lot of attention. Others don't really need much at all. I'm talking, you know, cactus that can once a month that it has my attention for once a month. It's just very interesting because we're all on this earth together. We're all trying to thrive and they're just a good reminder that no matter what happens to them, they'll bounce back. If you forget to water them after a few days, they'll bounce back. If you forget to take care of yourself for a few days, you'll bounce back. It'll all be okay. Plants, they're just fascinating y'all and they get me hype and I could talk about this shit for hours. (sighs) Honestly, my biggest advice to you today, go buy a plant. Go do it. It's, you'll love it. Um, don't give yourself the limiting belief that you have a brown thumb. You have a green thumb. You just need to put a little effort in, do a little research, and make sure that whatever plant that you end up getting soon um, can thrive under your care. You just have to be a little curious, if you know what I mean. Um, because anyone can take care of a plant. I swear to God. I swear to God. And the minute you take care of one, you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm hooked. Let's go get five more. They're gorgeous. Um, they're just great to have around. You know, I talk to them all the time. They're perfect. So 
When you decide that you're going to go adventure and get a plant baby, my biggest tip of advice, use a local plant shop. Do not get anything from Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, King Supers, Sells, Trader Joe's. They all have plants now. I know they all have plants and it's extremely, extremely tempting. But what you don't have when you buy a plant from like a big box store is advice. I work with small plant shops because if anything ever goes wrong with my plant, I can bring it back in and say, okay, what am I doing wrong here? And they will coach me to make sure that this plant can go on, you know, I that I'm taking the necessary steps to help this plant thrive. Plus, who doesn't love supporting a local business? Everyone has a dream. And if you're supporting a person whose dream it's always been to have a plant store, in my mind, you're winning. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're supporting them. You're supporting their livelihood. They probably have employees that you're supporting. And who hates that? You know, when you go and support these big box stores, I feel like the only people that you end up supporting that day are the CEOs and decision makers. You're never really supporting the people who are taking your money at the cash register. You know, those people are miserable. If they liked their job, they'd be a little bit more happier. But unfortunately, those people don't take care. The big CEOs don't take care of their people. And I hate that shit. I hate giving my money away to people who aren't grateful. Whereas if you give it your money, if you spend your money at a small local plant shop, those people are going to be all smiles, all smiles. They're going to be Yeah, they might be in your face asking you if you need any help, but just ask, you know, start conversation. Hey, it's my first time at a plant store. Hey, do you recommend any, any plants? Do you have any sales going on? Do you like one better than the other? You know, ask questions, get curious, be a human and let other humans help you. It's fun. It's like the most magical experience. I remember buying my first plant and I'll never forget that experience. The person was so excited for me. They were so, so excited. They were like, oh my God, here's this fern. You're going to love her so much. And yeah, unfortunately, they didn't tell me the tip about the drainage holes in the pots, but you live and you learn. You live and you learn. So, Go out there, buy a plant for your house, your apartment, your space, your room, your bathroom. Buy a plant. Just buy a plant. And if you do, when you do, take a picture, tag me on Instagram. I'd love to see it. I want to know what you name it. I want to know where you're putting it. Like, tell me all the things. (laughs) You know, this stuff hypes me up. So until next week, 